0: Imagine that you are at a circus, and you are sitting in the audience, and you're watching the acrobats do these amazing feats, these amazing stunts and tricks. And the circus master says to everyone in the crowd, now raise your hand if you believe that this acrobat can ride a bicycle across a tightrope. So you raise your hand if you believe that might be possible. Now, raise your hand, or keep it up, if you think it's possible for this acrobat to ride a bicycle across a tightrope with someone on his back. So raise your hand if you think that might be possible. That's belief. You can sit in your chair and you can think that might be possible, that might be true. But now, raise your hand if you will volunteer to be the person on the back. (laughs) That's faith. Faith is something you can't do sitting safely in your seat. Faith is something you have to be the person who's willing to stand up out of your seat, to walk down these long stairs, probably everyone staring at you, everybody thinking you've gone bananas, walking out across that center ring, climbing up onto a little platform and climbing onto the back of someone who you would trust to bring you across on a bicycle across a tightrope. That's faith. It's nothing like belief. You can't do it sitting safely in your seat. And the reason I've been thinking about this is because of Ruth's faith and trust that she would set off on an adventure and that she would take this risk. So let's change the metaphor for a minute and think instead of one person getting on the back of somebody who's on a bicycle, let's picture a roller coaster instead. Do you know that feeling when you've decided to go on the roller coaster ride and you're sitting there in the seat and then it starts going up, 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 and you think maybe you did make a huge mistake and your stomach just drops out from under you and you wish you could say, never mind, I take it back, I wanna get off. Well, this is the way I'm thinking about pledging this year it's about our faith and being willing to get on the roller coaster ride. Now, if you already have lost your financial security. If you have no income, if you are racked with debt, you are a valued member of this community, and we love you and we accept you. We might not know who you are, but we know that if that's you, you are in the front seat of the roller coaster. You are already on the ride. But if you have means, if you have income, and if you are able to make a gift to the church, you are, like Ruth, risking some financial security. So money represents so many things, but one of the main things I think it represents is safety. If you have money in the bank, you think you're safe, you think you're secure, you think that you won't have to risk hunger or homelessness. If there is a disaster, you will be safe. But risking your financial security to make a pledge to the church is faith, that it is not actually money that keeps us safe. It's community. It's faith in God. It's love. So now I want to turn to the words of Jesus, which we said together in the call to worship. We need a... I miss that pulpit. <laughs> we need a lot more space. From the Gospel of Mark... The twelfth chapter. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, he answered them, which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, the first is here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and besides him there is no other, and that to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself, this is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any question. There's nothing more that can be said, right? Love God, love your neighbor as yourself. And what does that look like? So, yesterday, what that looked like for me is that I was shopping. I was with a certain person in my family who shall not be named who has recently outgrown all of their clothes and needed new clothes. (laughs) And we were shopping for clothes when I got a text from Nikki, and she said, can you make the Zoom call at five o'clock? And I didn't know what the Zoom call at five o'clock was, so I quickly checked my email, it was from John, and it was basically an invitation to get on a roller coaster, to risk a little more financial security to be on this wild ride. The situation is this, we agreed as a group of congregations to sponsor one family, and we set up one apartment, and we have been praying over being ready to welcome them, And this request came through. Instead of resettling one family, now I'm gonna look at Phil because I know your opinion about this already. Iris said, would you be willing to resettle two families? They're related and they do not want to be separated. And I heard an echo of Ruth, where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. And my heart goes out to these two interconnected families. We're still not sure yet what the relationship is between them. But they love each other, and they don't want to be split up. So they asked this group if we would be willing to set up a second apartment immediately and to find enough furniture to get ready. And it was not lost on me when I heard the demographic of these family members. So the father in one family and a mother have come with three daughters and a daughter-in-law who was expecting a baby. Their son did not make it out of Afghanistan. And they want to be resettled close to another family. It might be the wife's brother and his wife and children. We don't know yet. We'll let you know when we do. But this couple is younger, and they have three very young children. The baby's only one year old. And I had that feeling as I was on the call. People were asking questions about, can we make this commitment? Is it wise? Is it safe? If we spend more money, are we putting ourselves in greater risk? We're signing another lease. For a whole other apartment, we need to teach more people English, help more people get jobs. And I said that we are the church that says yes, and that some of the strongest feedback I'd heard from you all was, is one family even enough? So I felt like this was perfect. And it also occurred to me that just as I was out shopping for a child who suddenly seemed to have, quote-unquote, nothing to wear, There are these young women coming truly with nothing to wear. What they will want to wear is probably traditional clothing. And I know that if I asked any one of you to love your neighbor as you love yourself, if I said to you, here is a young woman, 18 years old, she has had to flee her country and leave everything behind, and she has one outfit that she feels comfortable going out in, I know every single one of you would jump at the chance to take her out to help her learn English, to help her get everything she needs, to help her get her books, to help her get her clothes. I know that every single one of you would treat your neighbor as yourself when it comes to that. And you would think it was a joy and a delight. It would be exhilarating. I know you would all want to participate. And there are so many ways where you will hear people, I said this last week, you will hear the things that First Church has done. And when you are a pledging member, you know that you participated in that. You know that you were also there when someone representing the church went to do that work. We also know from what Jesus says, we do this for him. Whatever we do to the least of these, his sisters and brothers, we do for him. When we clothe someone, we are clothing Christ. So we sometimes think about God as creator, Christ, and Holy Spirit. Creator, redeemer, sustainer. And most traditionally, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, or Holy Spirit. So we picture God the Father, as this wise, grandfatherly being. And God the Son as this tan, rugged, itinerant preacher, friend, brother, rabbi, healer. And sometimes I picture the Holy Spirit as a loving grandmother, also very wise, tender, unconditional love. You would go to her with any problem and she would have wisdom. But more often than not, the Holy Spirit is a shapeshifter and she shows up as your cuckoo younger sister. And she takes your hand and she drags you toward the roller coaster and she says, come on, we're going on this ride, let's get on, let's get going. And you listen to her and you follow her and on the way you might stop and think, How many times has this one gotten me into trouble before? And why am I still listening to her? But she's laughing, and she's skipping, and she's gleeful. And you also remember that every time you've followed along beside her, you've listened to her, she has been right. And you've realized that on your adventures, she was the one who taught you how to be brave and who gave you the courage to do the hard things that you needed to do. That Holy Spirit is our wild child, little sister. And if we give up some security and some comfort, it's only imaginary because the ride that she is inviting us on is one we can all go on together. And I have this quote from Helen Keller. She said, security is mostly a superstition. It does not exist in nature, nor do the children of humans as a whole experience it. Avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than outright exposure. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing. So this year, I think about my pledge card as a ticket to a roller coaster ride, one that I want to go on with all of you. I think of it as answering Jesus call about having faith, not being sitting home by my fire and thinking that yes, I believe that the church is doing the right thing. Instead, it's the faith to get up and walk out there and be a part of it and do it with you all. I made my pledge at 8:15 and I'm on the ride. And I hope you will join me, and I can't wait to see where this wild child, Holy Spirit, takes us all next. Thanks be to God for her love and challenge and encouragement. Amen.